All right, welcome aboard here to Tally SC Talk, episode 29, getting ready to go on the agenda here for you today on a beautiful Saturday. We've got a stacked lineup here for you today. Coach Joel Trent is back. We're going to talk about results from last week, results upcoming, A50 Cup, everything's on the table. Stay tuned with us. We'll get rolling just after the break. And welcome back here to the Tally SC Talk Podcast, of course, the officially sanctioned podcast of your Tallahassee Soccer Club. Thanks for coming in with us here today. I'm Andrew Jupe, your host, and my co-host, the prodigal son, Slay the Fattened Calf, is back. Trenton Young, how we doing, my man? Jupe, it's been a while, man. Happy to be back, happy to be doing a pod. Dude, I'm just happy with where the battle lines are at this season. Through five games played through the conference of the Gulf Coast Conference of the National Premier League. We're right there in the thick of it, man. Still undefeated. So one of the best seasons, the best season, actually, we've had so far since we've been around the club. This is our third season. So, yeah, man, just my excitement's at an all-time high with the club. Loving what Coach Joel's doing. And obviously just excited to get, you know, some more results the rest of the season, Jupe. Absolutely. The DeCastri era charges on strong, my man, has been an absolutely entertaining thing. The marketing department has done a fantastic job, Trent, of course, here getting ready to rock and roll in episode 29, Trent. But the marketing department, we'll talk about it, branded as the underdog season. Maybe they got the first prefix right but undefeated season seems to be playing through here like you said Trent two wins zero losses so far three ties course played the bottom of the conference on the road the top of the conference at home so we'll see how that switches as we make the move towards Saturday but let's go back in time Trent in match week seven Talk about the weekend for the Gulf Coast Conference. TSC, of course, had the Thursday game against New Orleans, the 0-0 draw, as you know. If you don't know the result and you're stumbling into this podcast, I'm very confused of how that happens. But (laughs) 0-0 versus New Orleans, right? Conference games this weekend, maybe not unexpected, but there's been a lot of movement in the table, Trent. Uh, Of course, the weekend recap, let's go through it. Tallahassee, 0-0 tie with New Orleans. Florida Roots falling to the New Orleans as they did that Thursday-Saturday game 3-2, Trent. And then, of course, Southern States just obliterating Pensacola for the second straight weekend. My goodness, 6-1 the final in the count out there. This time in Hattiesburg, combined games scored 10 goals to 1 Southern States versus Pensacola home and away. Trent, any reactions from the weekend? Uh, many talking points that we could get into, but I guess kind of quick hitter or your initial reactions from the weekend that was here in the Gulf Coast Conference of the Premier League here, finishing out match week six. Of course, Jupe. So, I mean, honestly, I think that Southern States was just really ticked off. They took that L against us, you know, kind of unexpected. It was a very tight game. We scored in the last three or four minutes of, you know, the ninety. And I think it was kind of just like a get back game for them to go ahead and, and see, you know, how far that they can actually push the pedal to the floor. And, uh, you know, obviously they're sitting clear um, on goal differential. They're tied with New Orleans at two points per match. They've each played five games, 10 points, New Orleans and Southern States. But Southern States with that huge goal differential of plus 10 as opposed to New Orleans plus two. 
and going to goal difference goal differential um tallahassee we're right there with new orleans at plus two as well so we're a point behind them at nine as opposed to their 10 but obviously right there in it with goal differential if we're able to get this huge uh results whenever we go on the road against new orleans here in a little bit um that obviously would catapult us above them in goal differential and hopefully at that point in the season points per match which is the determining factor for our playoff spots juke so I know we'll get into our playoff predictions a little bit later. Won't give away too much right now, but yeah, man. I mean, just happy that the battle lines are still sitting third right now, currently uh, clear of Jacksonville by one. Uh, I'm sorry, by point two points per match. So, yeah, New New Orleans, Southern States up there at the top. I definitely think that that makes sense so far this season. Obviously, we've got to go to New Orleans. We've got to go to Southern States. So we'll see what happens, man. We've got some big determining games just ahead of us. Absolutely, and for those without the visual of the graphic that we're talking about, of course, you need to check out at Tally SC Talk on all the social media, the YouTube, the Instagram, the Twitter, the Facebook, Trent, however your preferred medium, of course, putting up multiple uh, updates for the table every week. We want to keep the TSC fans, we want to keep everybody involved because, you know, it takes some time for the old National Premier Soccer League to update that website, Trent. So we're trying yeah. to get up to the, I wouldn't say minute, I want to say maybe up to the couple hours. But as it stands here, keep in mind we're recording this during the Tuesday game because evidently we play on Tuesdays now here in the conference. Southern States is at the roots, currently going on right now as we speak. So if something drastically changes, we will bump in and, and maybe give a little Wednesday update. Like if the Roots take down Southern States, like I want to talk about that uh, <laughs> to get their first result. But as it stands right now, let's just go through the positions. First, Southern States. Second, New Orleans. Third, TSC. Fourth, Jacksonville. Boom, that's your playoff line. Fifth, Pensacola. Sixth, the Roots. So, Trent. You look about it, obviously a points-per-match conference, which has been a big deal since our uh, GCPL days uh, back oh, in yeah. the Eastern Conference here of the GCPL. But up here in the MPSL, Trent, four out of the six now going to make the playoffs. The top four teams separated by a total of two points. Trent, everybody's halfway home. Trent, in your wildest dreams so far for the conference, did you see the spread being so narrow here at the top well no Jim. because if you think about it the last two seasons it's really kind of just been jacksonville southern states at one and two respectively and then new orleans kind of usually falls into that third position pensacola you know we had afc mobile port city you know they were kind of fighting for that last playoff spot but right now it's really anyone's race juke i mean just looking at the table jacksonville's in fourth i mean how crazy is that we thought jacksonville's a slam dunk they were the number one team in the whole NPSL over, you know, 94 – was it 96 qualified teams? I think 96 qualified teams that played last season. Anyhow, it doesn't matter. Almost 100. But anyhow, it, and then they're sitting at fourth in their own conference, the one that they win every single season. So it, it's just – it's very surprising that Jacksonville lost to New Orleans. The Jacksonville drew with Tallahassee two seasons in a row. So, obviously, Tallahassee, if we can just get any sort of result against Jacksonville, keep them from gaining that ground back on us, that's going to do a whole lot for us getting into the playoff race later in the season. So, um, yeah, just honestly, just kind of surprised that Jacksonville is a little further back than normal, to tell you the truth, Jude. Oh, absolutely. And that's the thing is, 
That's what I was going to ask you. You beat me to the punch. If I told you 38 days into the season, Jackson will be in fourth place. Not only in fourth place, Trent, we're not talking about the 2021 conference with eight teams. In a six-team conference, your number one team from a season ago, the team that made the Elite Eight in the U.S. Yeah. Open Cup, Trent, that or excuse me, the Elite Eight in the MPSL playoffs that played multiple matches in the U.S. Open Cup. If I told you that they're fourth in their conference, 38 days into the season, would it, what would you have said? beginning of the year if I told you that I would have told you you're lying to me there's just no way that that's even possible I mean and no offense to the other our, our team or any of the other teams in the league it's just the talent gap with Jacksonville and everybody else was so sizable last season so I don't know if it's just them not returning the same players or if the league itself has stepped up as a whole I think it's probably a little bit of both if I'm being frank in my opinion, it kind of stunk that Jacksonville was just like a shoe-in number one every year. And, it, you know, everyone else is fighting for second through fourth to get into the playoffs. And so now that the talent is, you know, the talent gap has been um, bridged a little bit with, you know, TSC bringing in some imports and some of the other teams kind of stepping up the way that they uh, approach some of these games and the way that they played the big juggernauts like Southern States and Jacksonville. Yeah, Jube, I, I, I'm absolutely flabbergasted that, that we're able to, to be in the thick of it this point that Jacksonville is kind of I don't want to say falling to the wayside you but compared to our expectations compared to their expectations definitely not where we thought they would have been so yeah I would have told you you were lying to me or something insane happened and I mean I guess something insane has happened to you yeah and that's kind of it so we talked about the order of the table and so obviously you can't see this here in an audio medium but we'll try to break it down for you so we told you is southern states new orleans tsc jacksonville pensacola florida roots one two three four five six in that order so southern states all these teams have played five games southern states 2.0 points per match 10 points new orleans 2.0 points per match 10 games tsc 1.8 points per match nine points in five matches jacksonville fourth place right now 1.6 points per match eight points here through five matches pfc 0.8 and then the roots still yet to get a result this season so it's super tight man so we talk about jacksonville but realistically if they win two of their next three or they could go seven points in the next three right and then boom you see them back in first place and yeah. so the thing is, it's so close and it's so fluid right now. Feels so good for TSC. We're undefeated, but we're in third place, yeah, <laughs> which is insane. The only undefeated, only undefeated team in the conference, and we can't buy a home game in the playoffs right now. <laughs> if the playoffs started today, we're undefeated and on the road at New Orleans, which has not been good as of late. <laughs> The no, last no, years. they got a number out there. Luckily, we you know get those nil-nil draws with them at home every so often, which yeah, I think we're two for three so far in the last three seasons. No longer an anomaly. Two out of three, sixty-seven percent of the time when we play New Orleans at home, we're tying. Nobody's scoring. I mean, that's good for goal differential. We'll take that. Um, Jube, I did just want to uh, cut in real quick and give you a little bit of breaking news. Oh. Um, I was looking at Southern State's Instagram real quick to see if there was any update on the game. Mm -hmm. Looks like, and this is unofficial, by the way. This is just based off Instagram stories. I don't have any actual, uh, you know, game score or anything. Mm -hmm. I'm not looking at the game right now. But they said that Hoyos got the equalizer. So I assume that the Roots took a one nothing lead. Ooh. They tied it 1-1. 
but then uh, Reese just got scored for Southern State, so they're up 2-1 right now, I believe still in the first half. Dang. Yeah, the Roots have been wild. It's desperate times, and I guess we'll kind of open it a little more as we kind of talk about the conference and table in general, but Roots halfway home have no points. It's looking like 2021 for the Roots. It's it, 2021 vibes, Trent. People are tying games again. I yeah. look. Remember last year? That was the problem. Nobody would tie games. <laughs> We've I got, know. We have four ties that have been played so far, and then the Roots are bottom of the table, and they can't buy anything, and we're tying New Orleans 0-0. So sometimes I, I wake up and think we're back in 2021, and, you know, <laughs> we got these midweek games now, the midweek multiverse <laughs> going on. We're playing on Tuesdays, Wednesdays, Thursdays. I guess we're like championship USL championship teams now. We just forget Saturdays, guy. I know you're technically an amateur league, semi-pro, but we're just playing during the week, doing whatever the heck we want. But yeah, roots. I think it's to a point, Trent. I think if the roots don't get a result, they're done. They may already be done, but realistically, they could win out and with four matches left in conference, if they get twelve points. I don't think 12 points is enough. No. For fourth? It won't be this year. Just because it, so many teams have taken so many points in the roots, they haven't drawn a single game. So everyone they've played, they've given away three points to. And that goal differential, even if they do yeah. get up there, right? Negative 12 yeah. as of today recording this. They're still playing. So live table would be negative 13 with the L currently being down 1-2. And that was another thing as far as that other game is we're kind of bouncing back and forth between the weekend and the table and everything, but wild game, 3-2 versus New Orleans. I'm yeah. looking at it. I'm watching film. Obviously, they had the big black eye as that first game of the season. We're going back and forth with our buddy, uh, the Royal Court over there in New Orleans. <laughs> he was giving me updates throughout the game, throughout the week, and he was blowing me up on Saturday, but evidently they only got two practices in. Because that was their first game. They had two practices up to that point before the Southern States game. And so it's just like, well, we kind of got exposed, but let's dial it down and let's see where we're going. And they've kind of got it going. And we've always talked about it. Like, New Orleans is a slow starting team. And anybody that roots out New Orleans says we've been jamming that narrative home so hard. Anybody who rules off New Orleans is an idiot. And I think the same thing here is for Jacksonville because Jacksonville is a sleeping giant. I think Jacksonville is super pissed right now. You saw oh, yeah. what happened, and it just seems to a wake-up call. Like, you talk about the big guys, but I think human nature is whenever you're dealt something raw, you come back with a response. So, like, southern states, you talk about uh, losing here, and then they just shredded Pensacola, right? Yep. Jacksonville, they had a tie versus us, and then just absolutely ripped the roots to shreds. And you just see kind of this back and forth is just when you start to count them out, boom, they come out of nowhere. But it's not out of nowhere. And it's just all open, I think, is what we're dealing with right now. We feel so good about where we're at, but absolutely nothing is guaranteed. And so you're looking at it, you're like, oh, man, this is awesome. But then you look at it and you're like, oh, man, now that we've got something to hold on to, we don't want to lose it, right? So now that you've taken a step or a couple steps, right? Not only do you have to worry about getting to the next flight, Trent, you got to worry about falling down the stairs, man. And so this is kind of realistically uncharted territory for TSC right now it, since they got into the National Premier League dating back to that 2021 season. 
Absolutely, Jupin. I mean, and that's why that game against New Orleans on Thursday was so pivotal, right? Because we're in first place now. We need these three points. It's not like it was a must win. We were in first place and it was a must win game because that keeps us in first place. That keeps New Orleans further down. They don't get a point. They're not able to, you know, they lose on goal differential. You know, we were able to, to be ahead of them on goal differential. We're tied with them currently. And so, and then we're still ahead of Southern States. So then if we draw with Southern States, then they're still behind us. And so, you know, it, it really just, and I'm not dogging the boys, but it, that changed a lot of, of the season. You know, we, we go from potentially controlling our own destiny, hosting the playoff game, if we can just keep winning and, and drawing the right matches, you know, against Southern States. And, you know, if we were to draw against Jacksonville again, that'd be great. But as far as, you know, the rest of the season goes, it just really muddies up the waters now. And it, it, like you said, it's anyone's game. There isn't any anything you, you can count on that's, you know, solid fact at this point in time. Everything is just up in the air. And and I love it, dude. How how better a way to finish the season halfway through right now than with everyone outside of the route, respectfully, with, it, with a chance to get a playoff game, to host a playoff game, to host multiple playoff games at home. Yeah, it's wild. And TSC... <laughs> From our perspective, it's awesome because I feel like we're breaking through because we, we are into uncharted territory. We definitely are. But it's not only that. It's like we're shattering the structure that we've known. It's just like, okay, you got your top four teams. It's just like, have fun through the season. Um, we'll get back with you guys. But now it's just like, TSC's like coming in and wrecking shop. So, like, everything is insane. I understand, and Trent, I think you said it well, Jacksonville is down. And that's the feeling from their program as well. They're not as dominant or as deep as they were last year. And so I think yeah. that has shown already and will continue to show. Are they still the best team in the conference? Potentially, right? And I think that is something that I grappled with today is not only who are your playoff teams, right? Because I think there's still ample time for Pensacola to get into the conversation. And on the other side of that, who's the best team in this conference? And I think it's been pretty no doubt, basically, the last 23 months, the answer to that question, I don't have an answer for you right now. Because it's different than 2021, where Jacksonville was dominant, they went out and lost at Mobile. The goalie out there had the game of his life, they parked the bus, yeah. and they, they took it, oh, I think it was one nothing or something like that. They yeah. lost. So the, losing is not the end of the world here for Jacksonville. And that's not uncharted territory. Obviously, it did not happen in conference play in 2022, last season. But in that mind frame, that was kind of a one-off. But it's New Orleans with the victory. Granted, I think they stole it. The way the kind of game flow went, it felt like Jacksonville was the better squad. They got it off some set pieces, which they're dangerous, known for. Yeah. And then we always try to hit home. But realistically, you can make a case for New Orleans being the best team in the conference. But then you turn around and it's like, well, Southern States beat New Orleans 3-1 and outside of losing to TSC, where's their black eye? Sure. And then you just go round and round it goes. It's like TSC, yeah, TSC beat the bottom two teams in the conference, but they can't beat any of the top three. They can tie them. They're equal to, but are they better, right? And then you just go round and round and round and round. And so it's anybody's game as we talk and go absolutely nowhere with these points, Trent. But I think it's part of the fun, and TSC's just made it insane. TSC makes it more fun, Trent. And I think that is the genesis of the conversation. And 
I don't think it's an. I don't think it's. Well, you could argue it, right? But I think that's the nucleus of what the conference is. TSC's like, hey, no more free points. So not only are they jumping up, but they're taking away points from the top half. Yeah. So now everybody's just. It's like that three to seven positioning in what you know the conference we grew up loving when we were, when we were young men, precocious <laughs> and full of wonderment. Trent, back in 2021. And those three through seven positionings in an eight-team conference, beautiful, by the way, three through seven, open season, man. Anybody yeah. could get it on that action. But those days are far and gone, and, and now it's just like one through four, like who in the world knows what's going to happen? Absolutely, Jim. And it really just takes one team like TSC, one of these bottom teams, at least from the last two seasons, to just throw a wrench at everything. And, and we're here at the dance now, man. You know, we, we deserve to be here. Like you said, maybe we aren't better than the top dogs of the team, but we're tying them. And that is huge because, again, we're just uh, keeping them from getting three points. We're still in this thing. It's anybody's fight. And, I mean, dude, this is the best Tallahassee season we've had in our three seasons so far. I mean, this is so exciting. The level of play has just come up so dramatically, drastically, I should say. And, I mean, this team is just full of ballers head to toe. And and I don't know where the weakness is on this team. And I'm not trying to just be a homer. But if there ever was a team to do it, to to shock the world, to actually make it into the playoffs, to potentially host the playoff game, Jude, so far based on what we've seen, I mean, and and nothing's promised tomorrow, this is our best shot at doing that this season. And so I'm I'm just very thankful for what Coach Joel is doing, for everything Petley and everybody involved is doing. And, man, we're here. And it just feels great, Jude. I'm, I'm just very proud of this bunch. I am as well, Trent. So as we're kind of talking table, I know we're kind of all over the place, right? Even more than usual. (laughs) So we talked about season kind of this far, how we're doing. Spill it. You said you're proud, obviously unexpected, I think if we're being honest, between the two of us, how it's gone down. The results, the fact that there are zero losses, we've played everybody in the conference we've seen what they had obviously a tough road ahead the next yeah. week the season is the next week basically yeah you'll get the hardest test you'll get in seven days you have to put the top three teams all at their place all on the road all as they're getting into midseason form so it's basically another level right we've proven that we can hang around right but are we taking that next next level to say, hey, like home games in the playoffs are no longer a threat. Hey, you know, this is a potential team who could come in and win the conference. Hey, this is potentially our league. There you go. Yeah, there you sure. go. And, you know, if this was season was to be played 10 times, would the results remain the same? Who cares? It doesn't who matter. Cares, in this timeline, it's going well. So relishing that, that it's going forward. Trent, we'll talk about the results a little bit. Let's kind of overview because we really haven't had a chance to get into it much. So, obviously, we tied Pensacola, beat the Roots, tied Jacksonville. Those things have all happened before. So that's not super groundbreaking. Obviously, it was big, and how it happened I think was good. And to do it on the road twice, get four points on our two road games, big. Took care of business against Jacksonville. But the Southern States game, huge. The New Orleans game, also big but kind of tough what's the flavor in your mouth right now you're chewing on some tsc you got yourself a big i want to say like a wad of gum right is like what i'm thinking you're chewing on tsc you're thinking about it your neurons are firing 
what's the conversation? Because now that you've gotten to a point where you're expecting, so this, okay, so before I ask the question, I'll frame it a little bit. So to me, I've gotten to a point where I'm disappointed with a 0-0 in New Orleans. Agreed. I'm not disappointed with it, but how it went down, and now that TSC has leveled up, and I think Coach Joel and I think the players say the same thing. You know, Coach Joel said it on social media. He's like, we've gotten to a point that we're not okay with that result, 0-0 home with New Orleans. And I think that speaks to where it comes. And I completely agree. But in the moment, kind of going back to it, yeah, we could be picking nits, right? But the fact of it is, probably should have taken that dub, and so we're disappointed. But that's just shown, hey, the progression is there. But at the same time, have we come as far as we thought we have? Well, I think so, Jude, because watching that New Orleans game, it wasn't because we were bereft of chances. We had so many good chances in the box. Stafford Dowling one-on-one with the keeper. Stafford playing an incredible ball across the face of the goal. Try Smith with that great ball over the top. You know, like, this this whole team is just so well-built to be able to withstand the barrage of attacks from Southern States, from New Orleans, from Jacksonville. And so do I think that we can host the playoff game? Absolutely. Is it going to be very difficult for us to get in that position? Sure. But I think bare minimum, I think that we're going to make the playoffs this season. I think that it, when, when it comes crunch time over the next seven days on the road, I think these boys are going to be able to find dig somewhere deep within them. Coach Joel's been preparing them for this exactly all offseason, leading up to these games so far this season with the friendly with Sawigans, every you know regular season match we played in the conference. I just think that this bunch is just special, and, and they've just got – we've talked about the Tallahassee chip on the shoulder, man. I don't know if it's ever been more prevalent than it is this season, and it's just it's just really special to watch this bunch go out there and battle and to not give up. We've seen the, the team get down before. We give up a goal early, and, and we just kind of collapse and maybe not have the mental toughness that we have this season. And so I, I just really think when push comes to shove, we're going to be able to show that, that we belong here, that we're not going anywhere. And I think TSC is going to get some big results over the next seven days, man. And, and we're going to be right in the thick of that playoff conversation come, you know, the end of the season here in a couple of weeks. Right. Because that's the thing is you talk about dropping it or getting pushed from it or tough results. And, yeah, I think there's a lot of resolve. And plus it's just realistically, culturally, they're learning how to succeed and they're dealing with success. And that sounds kind of like the, that's like a bullcrap thing that you would say just to talk about something, right? But I think it's so real, like – Last year, we didn't know how to win, and I think it showed, not only kind of stylistically, but mentality-wise, like you said, Trent, I think you hit on a lot of good things there, but kind of going forward, you're looking at it as well, so you talk about being tough to get into the playoffs, Trent, but the beauty of how things have played out, so obviously it's not good to see another team just destroy a team 10-1 to because goal differential... <laughs> in two games is plus nine and then you get six points out of those games so you're not rooting for that for southern states but trent you turn around with it we've got a five point cushion on pensacola right now so even if we go loss 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 at southern states loss at jacksonville loss at north zero points in the next three games there's a very likely scenario we'll still be ahead of pensacola when we come down the home stretch because pensacola is playing the roots right so give Pensacola three. That puts them up to seven points. So we still got a two-point cushion. But then Pensacola's got to go and play New Orleans. We saw what New Orleans is doing, what New Orleans yeah. is looking like. Because ever since that L, 
You know, they've had a 2-1 win against Jacksonville, tied us, beat the Roots, and they look pretty solid defensively. The goalkeeper's good. Hair, that guy's solid. But, okay, after that, play New Orleans. It'll be at home, granted. Then they've got to play Jacksonville. And then, of course, they'll play us. So... 5-0 Cup. The determining match. Even if they beat the Roots, tie the Jesters, and tie Jacksonville, which I think is a big ask for them to get five points in three games, we would go into the game against them completely tied. And, oh, by the way, we've got a Roots game in the middle of that. So if we can take care of business against the Roots, we could theoretically have clinch playoffs if we beat the Roots. Yeah. Because Pensacola's got to play New Orleans again on the road after us, and that would be their only game left. But if we – I mean, we could even get away with a tie. Obviously, being a four seed is not desirable. Um, because then you're making a trip to Jacksonville midweek or Southern States midweek, most likely, or New Orleans. There's really no win as far as a road game, which I think is huge. If we could get the home game and get to the top two position, and granted, you want to get in the playoffs, right? Get in the playoffs, see what happens. And in an ideal situation, you'd like to be going through home, but I think for TSC, a bigger deal than compared to the other three to be at home in the first round, middle of the week, and then, like, if you have to travel, cool. But the thing is, if there's an upset on the other side of the bracket and you're hosting, you host that game. You host the yeah. title game. Could you imagine conference championship at the Gene? Like, I thought that was, like, two, three years off, and we could be potentially having that here. Well, but, you, but that's what's so crazy, right? Because it's like, I'm content with making the playoffs. Like, we haven't made the playoffs in the two seasons prior. You know, like, I, I just want to get into the dance, right? And it's like, well – maybe I'm just setting my expectations a little too low. Like maybe we really should deserve to be hosting the playoff game and maybe deserve isn't the right word, but it would just go so far for us because like you said, it isn't a midweek match, you know, like we'd have the full roster hopefully, or at least close to it. If you know, we're hosting at home midweek and, and that just goes so far, you know, some of these new Orleans guys, they might have jobs if they've got to come over, you know, that, you know, that, that just might be the difference right there. And, and then, like you said, if we get an upset, then we're hosting at the Gene. We're getting Jacksonville Southern States or, or New Orleans or somebody to come over here. And it just changes everything, Juke. And so, I mean, it's right here for the taking. It's ours. It belongs to us, right? Like, we control our destiny. Like, if we don't get that, it's because we didn't earn it. And so, obviously, whatever we do this season, I think this season has been a success. It, it's a huge success. We've won multiple games already as opposed to drawing two last year and losing the rest. So no matter how this season unfolds, it, it's been a great year, and I've been super thankful for everything. But, yeah, dude, why why not us? Why not now, dude? There you go, man. It's starting to get good. So I don't know whether I just need to kind of pump the brakes, drink the Kool-Aid, or enjoy the ride, maybe a combination of all three. Be it's all the above. <laughs> what we see fit. So – Man, I don't even know. So, of course, we have Southern States on the table. Do we want to go through some more things or just kind of keep it rolling? Obviously, well, we can save it for some other time. Uh, any comments on New Orleans? Obviously, just the fact that, hey, we played 35 minutes up a man, couldn't get the win at home. We kind of talked about it going back and forth. Yeah. Uh, any more thoughts on that before I think we can officially turn the page into match week seven? So, I mean, just with Jacksonville being in fourth and we're able to get this win on the road against New Orleans, that really, really helps us as far as the home playoff game and, and hosting that. So, 
I mean, New Orleans is a good team. Obviously, we didn't have enough to beat them. Even them being down a man, we weren't able to overcome that, and that was super, super tough. And that's, I think that's why it kind of does feel like a loss to an extent and why Coach Joel went on social media and said what he did about, you know, like how we shouldn't be tying these games. And, you know, it just really left a sour taste in our mouths. But, you know, we just saw them. We know what they're capable of. We know that team. We're going to go play that team again. And so – yeah, I just I think if we're able to go ahead and, and beat New Orleans, and it won't be easy, but if we can go ahead and, and get those three points, then that that's going to hopefully bury them a little bit more, not allow them to kind of be the thorn in our side, jostling with us for that that second spot or that first spot potentially. And you know, hopefully they can just kind of duke it out with Jacksonville. Those can be the three and four teams. We'll hang out with Southern States up top. I don't know, man. I'll I'll take it however we can get it, first or second. I don't care if we can host one home playoff game. Then yeah, I'll take it. But back to your point, I know you asked about New Orleans. New Orleans, I mean, they're they're going to be ticked that that they had to go down a man and and they weren't able to get the result. They played really well, so you know it's not going to be easy. Like I said, but a very very pivotal game for the rest of the season and for the playoffs too. Yeah, for sure. So I think we can go ahead and close the book. So I know we kind of ran into a bunch of different stuff. We can recap as well as kind of season tables so far. But I think good points to get over and just kind of breathe out for those TSC faithful or for other people who care listening in, trying to get some insight. But I think that's what we have. Uh, let's jump out for a quick break, Trent, and uh, maybe Southern States preview when we come back. What do you think? Yeah, sounds good, Dan. All right. Come right on back on the other side. And welcome back here to Tally SC Talk Podcast. Andrew Jupe and Trent Young, of course, the voices of TSC, play-by-play and color commentator, respectively. So, Trent, officially sanctioned pod to Tallahassee Soccer Club. And we get back into it here. Southern State's preview on the deck, if you're just joining us. Why did you skip the first 33 minutes of gold? Jerry Gold. But, yeah, whatever, man. Thanks for tuning in, however you move doing so. Trent, let's talk Southern States this weekend. As we currently record this, middle of the week, match week seven, TSC has Southern States going on this weekend. We're actually on our phones, Trent, keeping up with this game. Southern States live 3-1. So by the time you hear us, this game will be final. We assume Southern States is going to win, but the Roots provided some shenanigans over the weekend. Almost came back and tied New Orleans, Trent. And uh, so who knows what the Roots are capable of. But they've showed spurts over the last couple matches. But let's get to it. Southern States on the docket. We've got to go out to the middle of nowhere. Oak Grove. I think I accidentally called it Live Oak the other day. I don't know if it was was the podcast or the broadcast. But I accidentally said Live Oak, which, of course, is Suwannee County, the wrong direction. That's east of Tallahassee. Well, I guess depending where you're coming from, you're west. And we're talking about the other side, Oak Grove, just outside Hattiesburg, unincorporated town in Lamar County, Mississippi. Trent, where we'll have to journey. Fancy, we'll say. Soccer complex out there that houses the Southern States Soccer Club stars. TSC 0-2 ever in Lamar County, at least in NPSL play. Let me make that note. But Trent. I guess, give me your general thoughts as a person who knows this team and likes this team. What you think? Give me a little big picture. Maybe we can get into a little bit more. So I'll definitely say we got afforded an incredible opportunity that allowed us a huge three points whenever they played us. I think myself and anyone who watched that game would argue that that probably should have been a 0-0 match. There were some incredible goal line clearances 
um, from Kevin Lowe to keep Southern States from scoring in that match. But obviously, we just got a super fortunate break. Ball goes through the keeper's hands, able to just slam dunk it, absolute sitter. That's the difference in that game. That one play, keeper's trying to go on the counterattack, throw the ball forward, is looking at the man he's going to throw the ball to, forgets to grab the ball, right? It happens to the best of us. Whoops. <laughs> but that was the only difference. You can say the only thing that separated the two teams in that fixture. So moving forward, I think that it's going to be a very evenly matched game again. Southern State's looking like they're maybe just a little bit stronger after that big win against Pensacola the other day. Is it too soon for predictions, Juke? Can I go ahead and throw that at you? you Do just, it. You we can to... circle back. Go for it, man. You're on the All train. Right. Don't stop. Don't get off All the train. Right, yeah. I'm just going to go ahead and say I think it is a very, very evenly matched game. And I'm, I'm going to go ahead and go with 1-1 on the road against Southern States. So I think TSD, we've had some incredible chances. I think we're going to be able to get one. Southern States is very stout defensively. I don't know if we can get a second. They're really deadly on set pieces. And honestly, Mason Walsh may just be pound for pound the best player in the conference. We were able to shut him down a little bit. But an extremely, extremely dangerous man in the attacking third. Um, able to rip it. We saw him rip one from like 35, 40 yards. He just got the ball behind midfield took like five touches and just ripped it. So he really could be a difference maker in this. I'm just going to go ahead and say 1-1. We get the draw against Southern States. That's fine there in first place. We'll look to take care of business and get the three points against New Orleans after that. Yeah, that's that's wild. Speaking of Southern States dropping the ball, when you think about the Tallahassee Soccer Club game trend, live updates, the Roots get one back, and then there's that oh! magical, the magical 3-2 scoreline again. The Roots... Have fun at home against these Western boys, Trent. Of course, formerly the Western Conference, going back, we talked about the eight-team conference in 2021. That's one of the reasons why the 2021 season was so great as far as the structure of the league and that we haven't been able to get up there since. There were four teams in Florida and four teams west of Florida, so we could like break it up. And remember we would talk like Eastern and Western Conference in the league? That's obviously gone, so Florida makes up 67% of the conference now. Uh, we're still going strong. All our four teams still exist. I don't know if we'll be able to say that this time next year. <laughs> From what Dude, I mean. Yeah, I, almost, I, I almost forgot about the East and the West, man. That was a long time ago. Back from, yeah, that, man, that was such a special season, 2021. Hopefully we can get a couple teams to rejoin next year and even it out a little bit. Uh, yeah, that, I mean, I was going back and forth with some of the other fan bases on the socials this week. Not that anybody cares, but it's just like, man, like, if one of these teams folds, and I think we all know who we're talking about, you know, the conference is in trouble. Like, what the heck? They might break us up legitimately. Or if we yeah. go to a small team conference, they're going to restructure the regions, and it'll just be a whole mess. Because we're in here in the South, which is kind of a good spot, kind of a sweet spot in the NPSL, the South region. Because basically, if you're talking about Open Cup, it depends what your goals are. And I know we're getting off an aside here <laughs> as we talk Open Cup from Southern States. But you win your conference, and then you win one more game, and you qualify for the Open Cup because you get to the finals of the South in the Elite Eight. So in that regard, it's great. If we wreck it, we lose a team, we're down to five. I don't know if we get that same structure. We may have to win a couple additional games and then go through a whole couple more hosts and just more problems. Uh, going back to Southern States, though, Trent, um, <laughs> we played them, obviously, got the victory, huge, historic, we scored for the first time ever, got a result for the first time ever, 
Uh, we play them tough, though. They're a little more aggressive this year, um, which I think is noted. And they're pissed. The guy Hoyos is on an absolute tear right now. He's just been shredding people up. I think he scored versus Jacksonville. Scored, seems like, 100 times versus Pensacola there and there. Um, home and away. But we contained him pretty well. I like what we did. He seems, for a guy that's not just like a massive like forward, right? He gets a lot of aerial balls, which I think is wild. And a lot of multi-line play, I guess to use a hockey term, where they try to serve him over the top, which is kind of a different look that we've seen from Southern states. They're a lot more aggressive, which is concerning, but if we can take away from it a little bit, it opens some opportunities up for us, which I think we saw even in our game. So we saw in stretches, like that corridor of the 70th to 85th minute here in Tallahassee versus Southern states was insanely terrifying just because yeah. it was just like a relentless batter ramp. But on the backside of it, we get the go-ahead. Or There were periods where I felt like we controlled you know, vast majority of the game you know, for 10-minute stretches in the beginning especially. So after we weathered that initial onslaught, which I think is one thing that they're trying to do is score early, Trent. I guess as far as Southern states, I'm with you, man. I see a very close game. And it's going to come down to a goal or two. I like the 1-1 score line. I think it's tough to keep them at 1-1. So I'm thinking, as an optimist, Trent, let's go 2-2 as far as my All predictions. Right. They're rolling right now. And I think that was always the danger is it's tough from an outsider's perspective, Trent, to see how much these guys care. And I don't like getting into that because I think as an outside person, when you say they don't care or they're not giving effort is very like ignorant fan base kind of talk. But it seems like it's been taken up a level and now that they look around at the conference and kind of see what's up. And then ever since, you know, Tallahassee, which I think they distinctly think that Tallahassee is beneath them. Uh, is that an agreeable phraseology that... T oh. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. And, and you can just tell from the body language of the players, the way that they played, some of the fouls that were committed after Tallahassee scored, just out of pure frustration that Tallahassee is going to win the game, you know, and so with nothing to lose, just kind of playing a little dirtier than usual. So, yeah, I absolutely would agree with that. So I think they're woken up, regardless of how you want to phrase that. And like I said, I'm going to stay away from that kind of situation because I don't really know the story. And there's perceptions, and then there's things that you think about the league. You know, the villain of the league, I think, is safe to say for sure, uh, especially if you talk to the people from New Orleans <laughs> and, uh, of course, our buddies out west in the A50 Cup. I think that would be the factor, but it's going to be a good soccer game. And it's still that d underdog mentality, and it's still uh, kind of that big guy versus little guy situation but i think we honestly got to fight and i mean this is the best chance we're going to have so far man what are some concerns that you have or just kind of leading factors where you could see things kind of going sideways because you know we got to come out this as real people not just yeah fans. No, i mean i would definitely say walsh and you know all, everything that he can bring as far as just his his vision his, his touch on the ball his, his shooting ability with both feet kind of the our back line i'm not saying that it's been an issue yet because it hasn't been we haven't lost right but you know we've kind of we've seen coach joel play a few different players at those back three positions on the back line so we had alcalaya he's going to be gone for the rest of the season he's a law student and obviously that gets priority we wish him the best 
but he was looking like somebody that was going to be a mainstay on that back line with Tri Smith and with Padilla. So now it's Tri Smith and Padilla, and you're just kind of trying to figure out who's the best fit for that third. We've seen some Kyle Lotus. We've seen a couple other players in that position. So that might be the one weakness, I think, going forward for TSC. And just because it's an unknown, I'm not saying there isn't a player on this roster that is perfectly built for that, but it's just kind of a question mark at this point in the season. So very eager to see what Coach Joel does in that position and if it's something consistent going forward or if he just kind of is, is just going to cycle guys in and out and just see what works best and make adjustments per game. Yeah, absolutely. I totally agree. Great point. Of course, right back, and then you think about Walsh, who usually plays on the left side. So when you're worried about Walsh on the left and our right defense, you know, those things kind of line up, and it's like, whoa, two things of concern kind of compounding on each other. And it's mainly due to injury. So you talk about the stretch coming up, a lot of games in a short amount of days, but injuries are starting to pile up, and everybody's not fresh and well-rested anymore. The season's wearing on you now. Zuri, who's played a lot of right back. Uh, Of course, Samuel, Jimenez, both those guys dinged up a little bit. So, like you said, we've been kind of trying to place hold and kind of that situation, like, as we try to synergize. For me, you talk about the synergy. This seems like the third iteration of TSC here in 2023. You had the spring team guys and those kind of coming into that Jacksonville game, right? And I thought you had great synergy. And then there was kind of chapter two, kind of that match day two to just before Sawigans, where you had the first wave of guys come through, and I thought we incorporated them. But then the third waves come in. And not that it's not working, but I think that they're all figuring each other out. And Coach Joel's had to reassess the table. And it's like, you know, especially up top, I think that there was a lot of great movement. But we only got three shots off against New Orleans in that second half. Up a man for like 35 minutes. Of course, had a great first half, which you brought off. And I love staff's play this year in the combo. But it was like a lot of good ideas and a lot of thumbs up and a lot of positivity. But it was like almost there. And I think that they're just trying to figure each other out. So hopefully that synergy has come with the bye week and the the long break that we've had here. So I'm hoping that that's kind of played out. But I think with the emergence, it's like champagne problems, right, Trent? you got a bunch of guys that are talented. Like you saw Nick Henry put in two against Sawigan. So it's like, oh, throw him in there. Let's get it going. And then you're trying to kind of mesh these guys again. It's like, okay, Connor Perry, we've got him in, but then he goes out injured. We played him at right back. He was another guy. Jean Lam- Jean-Baptiste, he played right back against Southern States. You know, your forward, your forwards back there play right back to seal the game down the stretch, uh, having to go up against all those guys there on the uh, Southern States attack. I think Hoyos was out by then. He had gotten subbed, but, you know, to your point, Trent, so... I, I agree. The front line and the back line, I think midfield's rock solid. They're fun to watch. We've seen some explosiveness on the outside with Myobi that I think can generate some possibilities. As long as we don't fall in love with the long ball, Trent, I think it adds to some versatility. And I think the game will be a little more open because Southern States is a little more open than years past, yeah. which I think will kind of lend itself. And I think both of us are going to want to go after it because the driver's seat's for the taken. You know, at this point, it seems like Jacksonville's got a couple card lengths and is about to rip down the back straightaway. But everything's on the table, and I think Southern States is like, if we can make everybody come out here to Hattiesburg or Oak Grove, whatever they're calling it, uh, like that's a win for us. And they think they can go get the conference and turn it into uh, 2021 again and get themselves back in the Open Cup. But we'll see. Long ways ahead. So I like the concerns. Um, I think those are valid points. Stuff going on. Health-wise, we're still waiting I think Zuri's improved. Still no word on Sam Well or Connor Perry. 
So I think those will be interesting things. Maybe we can get with Coach sometime this week and give us an update. See if he'll spill the beans a little bit, Trent. Um, but I think that's pretty much everything as far as Southern States. We gave our predictions. We're both thinking Ty, whether that be drinking the Kool-Aid or not. Based on the standings, I think it's legitimate. But it'll be interesting because Southern States will take a leap forward as it looks like, well, I don't know, about 20 minutes to go in this game. Only up one on the roots, so you never know. If they get a tie, they will drop. So they will fall out of first. That's the thing. Every match matters. It just means more, Trent. Uh, every match matters, and the, the table is just all over the place. So that's why we're trying to keep you updated here on Tally SC Talk on all social media, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTubes, Trent, um, as we try to post these graphics so you know what's going on, even when they're playing on Tuesdays. But anything else on the Southern States that you care about? Any wild cards? Outside of the trip, thank goodness it's on a Saturday, so we'll have plenty of time to get out there as far as the team is concerned. Yeah, for sure, Juve. Honestly, I, I really liked how you mentioned Bilal Maiabi. I think he's really been probably the one player that we necessarily haven't had in, in years past. He's, you know, that outside mid that can drop back and defend exceptionally well. He's got incredible touch on the ball. He's got great vision. He can switch it. He's a left-foot dominant player, which we need on the outside of the left to swing the ball over to the back post. I, I just think that he's really shown some signs of brilliance, but he hasn't had that one moment where it's like, dang, this is one of our best players. And I think he truly is. And so I'm really hoping that he has that moment where he gets a huge assist or, you know, a dribble that just sets up a teammate or something like that, or even gets his first goal for us. I think he really could be kind of that X factor, the difference maker in, in this game and in every game going forward for the rest of the season. Yeah, for sure. And I was, of course, kind of that Chapter 3 TSC guy. Him, Nishimura, and then, of course, Trenton Blake, kind of on the backside of those later rivals that have come in recently, so still kind of gelling. So would love to see all those three guys get goals on Saturday, oh, yeah. right? Because it's very possible. Very possible. They're exciting guys that bring a lot of cool stuff to the table here for TSC. I guess we can keep on rolling. We don't need to jump out for a break. Uh, anything else on Southern States? That's it for me, man. So zoom out a little bit. Journey ahead. Got to turn into the Road Wars. We talk about the seven-day stretch at Southern States, who's currently number one. At Jacksonville, who we, of course, back-to-back regular season conference champions on Wednesday the 14th. And then at New Orleans on June 17th. Once we start games, it'll be three games in seven days. I don't know how you want to take this. Big picture, little picture, overall as a whole. Next seven days, Trent, it means a lot. It's super difficult. The hardest stretch, and this essentially will determine the season. How do you want to go after this stretch at Southern States, at Jacksonville, at New Orleans within seven days? I think, you know, obviously we got the Southern States. We both think we're going to draw that one. Jacksonville... I think that might be a get-back game for them. We've seen how difficult it is for us to play out there on the road in years past. They've got a, a very tough home environment. I think we, we can get the three points against New Orleans. I still think New Orleans, as far as a pound-for-pound pound talent perspective, I think they're still slightly below Jacksonville, even though Jacksonville isn't where they were in the past. So I think three games, three separate results, if, if I'm speaking my mind here. I'm going to you know say we get the draw against Southern States, we get the loss against Jacksonville. We get the win on the road at New Orleans. Those are three away games. we got to travel hours. It's going to be tough. If we can just get one of each of those, keep the season that shouldn't have been but is alive, 
I, I just think that, you know, four points over those three games would be enough to, to keep us in the thick of it, still give us that opportunity to potentially host. Damn. That's just me speaking off of the cuff. I don't have the table and, and all of the results in front of me, the, the upcoming fixtures. So I can't say if that would be enough or not. I think I see you looking all that up right now to fact check me. Right. I get that, but I like that. Because I was thinking about it of realistically how many points we can get. I kind of see those as tangible, right? If we get four points in the next three, I think that'd be massive. There's a lot of different elements that go into this, right? As far as travel, as far as availability, as far as health. Because this is going to be a lot of wear and tear. We'll go to the northernmost team in the conference. And then we'll go back to the easternmost and then we'll go back to the westernmost team. So we're literally going to every corner of the conference. I think Oldfield's put out a tweet, Trent, and it really registered with me this week. We're touching every corner geographically. Six hours to the west, three hours to the east, and then back six hours going forward there. So just a whole lot going on here geographically for this timetable. And I think just on that fixture of the wear and tear is just going to be wild. And I think, you know, player health starts to get into the mix and everything else is kind of coming up onto the table and is in play when you're talking about keeping players healthy, when you're talking about just the grind of the season. Hey, can we get results? Do we have available bodies? And are we deep enough to take these teams at their place at their best? So, a lot that's kind of going into this one, Trent. But if we could get four points off the three, man, it would be absolutely insane. And I think, based on averages, you know, you're looking at other teams who are playing each other. I'm trying to see. Uh, okay, so I think we would stay at third. If we could get four points in the next three, because I see a lot of roots and a lot of Pensacola on the schedule for these other teams. But then they got to play each other. So... We could stay at third here, give ourselves a chance. Will we play the two Florida teams at home? Maybe give us a shout and chance at two, man. I like that. And I think that's all we want, right? Like, okay, we can't get first. That's fine. Like, let's just stay in third and give ourselves a shot at the end of the year for two. Like, let's win the 8-5-0 cup for once. We'll put that to bed. We'll go ahead and get our playoff spot wrapped up. And then we'll also, you know, get six points over those last two matches. That'll pull both us into second place, man. We'll be hosting. How crazy would that be, G? Ooh, there you go. It'll be interesting because, of course, the last game of the season is Jacksonville at Southern States, so that could go a little long, long while. That'll be July 8th, and we'll have been done the season by 10 days already because we've got this weird schedule ever since we lost Mobile. We're just going to be sitting around with no games in July currently scheduled. But I think it's a good kind of summation of the games ahead. Anything else about the road? Otherwise, it's just going to be tough, and I think yeah. we're just going to – talk around in circles about how tough it is and the toughness yeah, that, of how tough it is all it but i mean every year we get to this point in the season i know we haven't been doing the pot as much this year but you know we get to this road gauntlet you know and, and this is the make or break part of the season last year we were still the theoretically in the mix of it you know going on the road in these three games you know it would have been crazy to do it but like now getting the results we have still don't have a loss have gotten the point out of every fixture so far it's going to be tough, man, but, you know, if this is the team that's going to do it, this is when they're going to have to do it, you. If they're going to have to show us something, we got to get three, four points out of these three matches to keep it alive, man. 
Yeah, the closest we got was right around this time last, or to 2021, but New Orleans kind of shut us down. And then when we went to Jacksonville, the last two years, it's absolutely murdered our yeah. chances of the playoffs, not only yeah. in spirit, or not only on the table, but in spirit as well. So, of course, just to be in the conversation is going to be fun stuff. Trent, we'll keep it rolling, man. No need to go to commercial break. Any other business on the table, commentary, we can talk league, we can talk players, any other thing you need to get off your chest to tell the TSC people here today. I think that's all I got, you. Trying to think of other business. Okay, well, we can do it quickly. I know we're running short on time. Predictions, give me a one through six, rapid fire, your predictions for the conference. End of season? End of season. I know I sprung this on you. This is not something we talked about ahead of time. Yeah, no, that's why, sorry, forgive my hesitancy, I was unprepared. All um, good, number, all good, I'm going to be I love it, though, I I'm, I'm, I love it. Uh, I'll go Southern States 1, Tallahassee Battle Lines, your Tallahassee Battle Lines, number 2. I'll go Jacksonville 3, New Orleans 4, Pensacola 5, Route 6. Final answer. True Daily Double. Rock and roll, okay, I agree, bottom 2, I think, based on scenarios, those have to be the results. I like your teams. I don't think it reflects the talent or squads that I'm most scared of. So I'm actually very similar on your kind of guesstimations. I don't think the table will stay the same. I don't see the top four being the top four. I'm also going to go Southern States on top based on points. I'm going to go Jacks too. That's going to be super close. I think the result out in Hattiesburg to end it will be that one. Uh, Three, I like us there. New Orleans, I could see them winning the conference, but I'm going to put them fourth. So really the only thing that we have a switch is I have Jacks 2, TSC 3 currently. Kind of sinking my own ship, I guess, Trent. But we're going at it. We're going at it, man. And who in the world knows? I think legitimately any of these top four positions could be anywhere. So having said that, predictions... Who's the team you fear most in the conference? We talked about who's going to get the most points, but there's a lot that goes into that gameplay, style, schedule here down the stretch. Who do you least want to see in round one of the playoffs? I guess is the genesis of my question. I'll say New Orleans because if we were hosting, or if we're just in the playoffs, okay, and we're playing New Orleans in the playoffs in the first round, that means they're either the one seed there, okay, but there's a million different reasons why what the seats could be. That doesn't matter, actually. But I just think if, if New Orleans and, and, and Tallahassee were to get into the playoffs, I think that they could be the most dangerous because they're the most least predictable. They go down a man. They still don't give up a goal against us. They've obviously got some grit. They, they're a, a historic program that has been around for many seasons. So I think if New Orleans is able to hang around and make it into the playoffs, they're in the fight. I think they could be the one that actually scares me the most just because I don't necessarily know what they're going to give us. They And like you said, they could be the team that wins the conference. I truly wouldn't be surprised if any of these four teams right now win it. But, yeah, I'll, I'll go ahead and say New Orleans. What about you? Oof, yeah, I mean, still Jacksonville because I don't see a scenario where we're matched up against Jacksonville where we're not the home team. And going out there again in the middle of the week, Trent, as, of course, we've been in person for both of those games the last two seasons, and I know there's a lot in that and a lot we won't talk about here in this space publicly but i do not want to go to jacksonville in the middle of the week again knowing that the season is on that so there for that reason my most feared team right now but that's what we got man 
Good stuff today. As I shout out myself and you, Trent. Once again, fantastic job. <laughs> it's just the douche meter just skyrocketed here towards the end of this podcast. Trent, but I guess any further commentary as I leave the door open once again here to you before closing it out. This is a hard close now. Before it was a soft close, just so you know we've crossed the threshold. Okay, well, good to know. No, my uh, my dinner actually was just delivered here, so I'm going to go ahead and try to eat that soon while it's still hot. But, man, I'm just happy we were able to get back together for a pod. It's been a while. Hope I'm back out there calling a game with Gene with you soon. And uh, just want to shout out everybody associated with the Battle Lions. An incredible season so far. Our best season to date. Let's keep it up. Let's finish strong, man. Absolutely fantastic ending for Tallahassee Soccer Club in the underdog season, which has turned so far into the undefeated season here, match week seven. Trent, it's been a very, very fun ride, not only here for episode 29 as I'm back with you, my man, but of course, just talking to the TSC people, and uh, thanks for tuning in. If you're still with us over an hour deep, well, first of all, kudos to you. I don't know if I'd be able to do such things, but... Uh, shout out to TSC, like you said, Trent. Fantastic. So far going on here. Your built, not bought Battle Lions, the little engine that could, still chugging on here in the mix of the conference playoff. Southern States on Saturday. Tune in. Maybe they'll be streamed out, Trent. It's not a guarantee anymore. So I'm just hoping we can watch TSC Saturday and maybe do something special, Trent. Have not scored, have not resulted in the state of, well, that's not actually not true. We have had a result in Mississippi. In, just outside of Hattiesburg. Never gotten a result or scored in that arena. So we're going to jump out for a quick break. As Trent has to step away for a moment, come back. We're going to talk a little 850 Cup. And then we've got our special guest, of course, head coach Joel DeCastri coming back with us here on Tally SC Talk. You're not going to want to miss this one. All right, and welcome back to the Tally SC Talk podcast. Of course, a loaded episode, long-term episode going for you today. So thanks if you're still with us here. We still have so much more for you. So stay tuned and keep it locked at Tally SC Talk here on all social media. Hosted by your boys from TSC Live, Andrew Jupin, Trenton Young, the color commentator and play-by-play voices of your TSC Battle Lions. So let's go into the next chapter, the next thing we have going on. And that's, of course, huge stuff this weekend. 850 Cup is back on the table. Of course, TSC will not be involved directly into this game, but it will impact a lot of what we have going on. So we're going to keep it short and sweet. We won't go into it as much as we would if TSC was playing because I think we kind of have an idea of what's at stake. So currently on the table, and shout out to Old Fields for the reminder, 850 Cup action going on without TSC. So currently all teams have played... Two games, two matches, one against each opponent. Pensacola played Roots, Pensacola played us. Same thing for the Roots on the other side. So we're halfway home, and now we're flipping. So if you played the team at home, you now play them on the road for the rest of the slate. So this will be the second-to-last game going on today in Panama City. So the Roots will host this one against Pensacola. And both of these teams in interesting places in the table so, larger picture and not only 8-5-0 picture at stake. So, I think as far as that standpoint, going into this matchup, there's a lot more pressure on the Roots. Because basically, if Pensacola is able to get a result, 
it looks like the Roots will essentially be eliminated here from playoff potential. It will put them down, if they lose, it will put them down at zero points, and they would have to get all the way up, win out, win their last four games against some of the hardest competition in the schedule. So depending on how the weekend develops, who gets results, and who's able to lock it in, and some big victories, it could almost eliminate the roots. It won't officially do so on a raw point situation, but it will get them very, very close. So I think the roots are super desperate coming into this one. So roots hosting Pensacola. Roots are coming in hot. They've taken the top two teams when they played them to the limit. 3-2 against New Orleans and 3-2 against Southern States. Almost, almost coming away with that draw last weekend versus New Orleans, which would have been huge. And then they had a weird Tuesday night matchup against Southern States, which they took the lead and then fought back and almost got the equalizer. So 3-2 has been the hot scoreline for the Roots, but they've noticeably, I don't know if it's them getting their kind of accumulation with their new players or them getting kind of desperate as they know they need to get results here going down the stretch, so they're a little more throwing numbers forward and going after it. You know, probably a combination of both. I don't think it's black or white. I think there's a gray area here for the Roots. But the short of it is, they've been going after it. On the other side for Pensacola, I don't really know where they are. They're in a really tough spot. Absolutely got destroyed by Southern States two consecutive weekends. They've had key injuries to players. They've had travel problems. They've had a bunch of stuff. I know the last game out in Southern States, there was some transportation issues, and Coach didn't get there until about the 30th minute mark. And so their captain had to step aside and coach the team. So he took himself out of the starting lineup. This is Michael Lightborn, number 10. And he was coaching the team from the sidelines to try to get them organized. And Southern States piled in some early goals, and it got out of hand early and often. So what is the status of Pensacola? Where are they? How did they adjust? This is all kind of playing into things as these two teams head into this 8-5-0 cup. Because last time, Pensacola, they kind of whipped the roots. I think it was 4-1 on the result there. And that's why you currently have Pensacola at the top of the A50 Cup table. So let's show you the results or get back to the results. Pensacola currently number one. Tallahassee number two. Roots number three. So Pensacola and Tallahassee sit atop, of course, with four points. They've each beaten the Roots and they've each tied each other. So the difference comes down to goal differential. Pensacola beat them by three. Tallahassee beat the Roots by one. So that's why you have Pensacola currently in first place. Obviously, the Roots with no result still in last, but they can still win it. All three teams on the table here. If the Roots win here tonight at home, and then they come to Tallahassee and win, and then Pensacola and Tallahassee tie in Tallahassee for the last game of Tallahassee season, the Roots could still win the Cup. Of course, it would be the first time ever that Pensacola did not win the Cup. But, you know, your favorites are Pensacola and Tallahassee, but who knows what can happen, and a Roots victory would really open things up, and it would make it really, really wild because Tallahassee will be involved in the final two games, and regardless of what the results are here in this match, it will be decided in that season finale, Pensacola at Tallahassee. So that's another point of emphasis is, not only will the cup happen, how will that go down? It will be decided in Tallahassee. And as a footnote to that, for those of you who don't know, Tallahassee and Pensacola have reached an informal agreement to have the game change from Saturday, so it's currently, or excuse me, have the games change from Wednesday, as it's currently scheduled for Wednesday, June 8th. They put in a petition to the league, both teams have agreed, to move it to the Saturday. So big cup finale, let's get a big crowd out there, let's make it an event. 
this is still lower league soccer, guys. Why don't we play on weekends? Why are we trying to push all these Wednesday games? It's ludicrous. Anyways, two rational clubs coming to the table. Hey, guys, let's make a change. So they've appealed to the National Premier Soccer League. It's currently in the stage of review or approval. Who knows how that mess goes. But they have been told they have reached an informal agreement. So as long as the league checks off on it, everybody's cool here. Nobody's trying to resist or gamesmanship or some other situations that we've seen uh, from some other organizations that we won't get into here in this space. If you want to know about those, at me privately and we could get to that at Tallahassee or at Tally SC Talk on all social media for the Tallahassee Soccer Club Talk podcast here. But that's of course another separate issue. But so excitement generating there. We'll see what these two teams playing tonight, of course back to Pensacola at the roots here on June 10th as we record this, some of this podcast, of course it's all over the place here this week. So we apologize for the scatterbrained order of everything. As we got Coach Joe older than the week. Trent and I earlier in the week, and then we came back. We had to make some changes. We had some technical issues. So thank you for bearing with us here this week as we get this out last second right before the game's going on here today. But Pensacola and the Roots in interesting positions. Personally, if we're going to make predictions, I think Pensacola emerges as a victor. The Roots have been playing desperate, and I don't know what the, the status here is in Pensacola. So I think if you were to ask me about... I want to say right after their game, which would have been maybe three weeks ago, I thought it would have been no-brainer Pensacola, but I think the line has shifted a lot, and it's going to be a lot closer. With the way things are going and the way Roots have been throwing numbers forward, and we know the scoring threats are Pensacola, it wouldn't surprise me if we were in that area of a 3-2 score line like we've seen the Roots put up at home, because they've been playing everybody tough at home these last couple matches. They've woken up, they've gotten to a new level and the, you can see the aggressiveness here in the gameplay and the synergy kind of starting to kick fold here for the Roots because they've yet to get a result so far this year, and I think this is their best chance. As you look at their schedule, obviously home, it's always easier to try to get a result than on the road. I think this is the game they have circled. If they're going to get a result, this is their best opportunity right here because it's really tough to get them versus Jacksonville and Southern States as we've seen over the years or the past couple years. So I think... The Roots realize that, hey, guys, get this, and then we can jump forward. We still got a shot at this thing this season. But big picture, if the Roots are to go and register points here in this 2023 season from an outsider's perspective, this is the one versus Pensacola. So can they take advantage? How does that game play? Where are these two teams at? As, of course, they're, I think, each other's closest conference opponent, just about an hour and a half, two hours away. From what I can anticipate here from the traffic and travel schedule here over the weekend. But it should be a fun one. 850 Cup, the biggest, baddest cup in the land. Make sure you tune in. We'll try to tweet some stuff out as far as links, or maybe you'll be able to watch it here. I know the Roots typically put their stuff on 11, but we'll try to pump that out to keep you updated, of course. One of two big games going on Saturday because you can't forget about your Battle Lions. 830 out in Southern States. So both these games are taking place in the central time zone, just so you know. So what that means is Pensacola at the Roots will kick off about 8. Tallahassee at Southern States will be about 8.30. So get your nap in. Do what you need to do to stay up late because we probably won't know till about 11 our time. Not only the updated 8.50 Cup standings, but of course where the table as a whole is going. 
you know, about 90 minutes plus after than what we usually would if all the games were decided here in the Easter Zone. So make sure you stay tuned not only to the action going on tonight, but hear more on the podcast still to come. We've got Coach Joel DeCastri, of course, your head man of the Tallahassee Soccer Club for the second time this season joining us. And Coach will have some wise words from an earlier recorded conversation. We were able to catch up with him this week. So stay at it, stay tuned, come right back with us after the break. And all right, joined by head coach of the Tallahassee Soccer Club, Coach Joel DeCastri. Coach, how are we doing on a beautiful Tallahassee afternoon, Coach? Good afternoon, Andrew. I'm doing very well. Thank you for having me again. Um, Not so sure about the beautiful afternoon, but hopefully it clears up later for training. There you go. I was more mentality than weather, coach. Thinking positive thoughts, trying to manifest some good weather and some good uh, production here today. But coach, obviously talked a couple games ago, some things have elapsed. We're now exactly halfway through the season here in the conference schedule. Five games of the 10 here. I know we talked a couple games ago, we were right about the 25% mark. How have things gone in the last, you know, if this was a business once again, this would be quarter number two. How has the uh, quarter number two gone and kind of how have things developed here for TSC? I'd say that um, it continues to be um, all positive. Um, we, we've um, we've enjoyed what the last three games we've played, including that that friendly against Sawegans. Um, obviously, fantastic result against uh, Southern Stars. Um, then a, a really good outing against Sawegans for our squad. And everyone getting a chance to enjoy themselves a little bit. Um, and then I think just a touch of disappointment uh, in that tie against New Orleans. But um, we move. Yeah, absolutely. Talk about that a little bit, Coach. Um, because it seemed to the outsider, and feel free, please tell me if I'm wrong, that this seems like kind of iteration of TSC, like TSC 3.0. You started with the spring team, kind of those early starters here for the Jacksonville and then you got the couple guys coming back and then you got phase three coming back and so it kind of seems like there was some moves that were like just off and the guys look like I got you I'm seeing that mental process but it looks like something was just off was that kind of a feeling in the New Orleans game or am I off base with that I think there's an element of truth to it obviously um football and, and any team sport has an element of relationships and, and, and players need to form them in order for things to to all work in tandem and, and even fully formed teams have, have good and bad days. Um, so, yeah, definitely a, a, an element of truth to that. But I think um, it was a bit of a new experience for the club as a whole um, and even you know myself and our coaching staff where um, we really dominated the game and, and um, struggled to find... Um, the solutions that we needed to find in order to pick up the three points against New Orleans. Absolutely, absolutely. But like you said, Coach, and I like how you phrased it, and if you want to kind of reiterate that on, on social media, of obviously you said roughly, and I'm paraphrasing here, so feel free to jump in, of we're a little disappointed with the result, obviously wanted to come away with the three points, but it kind of shows you where the program is going. Because this is one of the top teams, they're going to be around in the playoff conversation in reference to New Orleans and of course, TSC has gotten to a point here and the growth here in 2023 where, you know, you feel like you should have captured those three points. Uh, just kind of speak on that or elaborate if somebody saw that in passing or just kind of that mindset. Well, um, 
<clears throat> huge amounts of respect for New Orleans um, after the game and, and definitely coming into the game. Um, they 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 still caused us uh, two or three moments of, um, of of problems and 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 definitely wasn't an easy game. Um, but <clears throat> we had line and share of possession of the ball. Um, we built up well, um, perhaps a little bit too slowly at times. Um, and we just struggled to find solutions to a team that were ultimately um, trying to to keep us out by maintaining a low block. And obviously that um, that low block just intensified based on them being reduced to 10 players. Um, ironically, we'd done a lot of practice uh, that week to try and break down um Defenses that were were super tight and and trying to prevent us from scoring, um, and unfortunately, just on the match day itself, we, we struggled to capitalise on the chances we did create, um, and then also just find a couple of different ways to try and um, exploit that low block. Um, but the good thing is we've experienced it now. Um, we can go to work on the training field and then and, and if a situation like that arises again, then we're a little bit more prepared. At least from our perspective, Coach, obviously you talk about the low block, but they seem to communicate really well and keep their shape very solidly. It did look like a difficult defense to kind of go after. Um, going forward, Coach, obviously we've gone through the midway point, which means we're coming back around the cycle. You've already played everyone, and so you've seen them once. And at the same token, I think, some people could have been sleeping on TSC the first time around, and now I think everybody's ears are kind of perked up. Maybe, maybe not, right? But I think they're not to be taken lightly anymore. How does that dynamic change for you guys, knowing, hey, this is a Southern States team we just saw a couple weeks ago, now we have to go on the road to their place. What's the dynamic change as far as facing an opponent the first time versus the second time in a season? Um, in terms of our mindset, um it doesn't. It hasn't changed anything. Um, as as I said before, we were going to play Southern Stars. Huge amount of respect for for the club, uh, the coach, um, and also some of the fantastic players they've got. But um, but but we are confident in in what we can do, and we're going to continue to to try and concentrate on us and improve each performance. And uh, we're just excited about um, this next game. And we're excited about the, the the other four games that are to come, and and um, we're just going to try our best, um, remain focused, and, and see what we can do. Quite the uh, gauntlet of a schedule, coach. Of course, I know you're one game at a time, and you know sometimes you get a little raw deal in periods here at the at the lower level of soccer, uh, coach. What's kind of the expectations? Because this is a six ish hour road trip, if not more, depending on how many times you guys stop. Um, what's the schedule looking like? Are you guys trying to do this all in one shot on Saturday? Is this a Friday and Saturday situation? Or what's what's kind of the breakdown of travel schedule? We're still waiting upon our million-dollar million investor. So um, that, that, that person hasn't quite arrived and knocked on the president's door yet. Um, it could be around the corner, but but as of as of now, um, we continue to with the battle line mentality, right? We're just going to take each situation as it comes, and um, we know that our budget is um, somewhat restricted compared to some of the other teams. So we, we'll embrace traveling up on Saturday morning. We'll we'll get a good head start. We'll we'll be together. Uh, we'll have a nice lunch. We'll get there in a good enough time to to walk off our car legs. And absolutely, we will not um, use the long travel day 
to distract us or, or take away the, the focus on the game, we'll be prepared. Well, good to hear. We will stay Saturday night, Andrew. So uh, there you go. So that that is the good news. <laughs> we will not be driving home early hours of Sunday morning. Yeah, that's that's less convenience and just more kind of dangerous. That's a for everybody <laughs> involved. That's a, a team safety issue. So that's good to hear. I think that's spot on. I'm not sure uh, how much uh, emotional energy I'll have left to to drive uh, on a Sunday, even if I had to. Um, and I don't think any of the players would appreciate me driving with my eyes closed. Yeah. That's true. Very true. Very true. So, Coach, let's talk about the opponent. Had two really big games against, well, I guess maybe not the case. Maybe that's probably a bad turn of phrase. But the results have really taken a drastic change here. Gone and played Pensacola. Two monster results. And I know they have a friendly coming up in the next day or two before the weekend. Um, But has anything changed, I guess, or have you realized anything as you've seen them kind of grow? Because every team is getting new players. Every team is kind of growing into the season. Are there some new emerging threats that you guys are trying to focus on? Obviously, you know, you talk about yourself and trying to lock down and improve the TSC game, control what you can control, right? Has anything changed for you in that regard as or what you've noticed from them that's kind of stuck out to you? They did a really good job of, of bouncing back after the, I, I guess, what they would deem as a disappointing loss to us. Um, they've continued to improve as 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 the season's gone on and they've got some really uh, solid results. Um, however, uh, again, I'm going to go back to the fact that I felt like um, we can be better with the ball than we were against them. Um, and it sounds cliche, but um, <clears throat> if, the other, if the other team doesn't have the ball, then obviously they're less effective and they have less chance of scoring against you. So we're going to try and do a little bit better uh, of a job in that area. Um they they impress me by the way they compete for everything, but but again, um, my players impress me about the way they compete for the first ball. Um, I think we need to be better to the second ball. I've made no secret about that um, <clears throat> at every training session. So I think um, while there's been a lot of improvement in their game, uh, we've also improved and uh, we're going to go there um, full of confidence. And, and the aim again is to pick up three points. There you go. This is the time of year that injuries start to pile up. Coach, uh, what's the injury watch or the injury situation looking like here for the squad? Everybody um, who's been carrying any knocks, um, we've been taking care of them. Um, We have unfortunately lost uh, a couple of players for the season. Um, Special mention to to Harrison, who um, injured himself in the friendly game against the Wigans and ended up with a couple of broken fingers. Um, that does rule him out. Um, so, so he's he's being missed on a on a regular basis at training. Um, but apart from that, um, knocks and sprains they're all part and parcel of being a soccer player. So um, we, we treat them with care. But but when it comes to the matches, um, players will be ready to play. Um, and and if certain players aren't able to make the the eleven or the eighteen, then that's why we've got the squad, and and I'm happy to utilize some other players who are eager to make an impression. Coach, you talk about kind of the dynamic of the friendly people stepping up, couple positions or players noticing getting up into the eighteen and going into conference play uh, to play their first conference game. You saw Nick Henry, and then you also saw Lesher there on the back line. Uh, talk about those guys and being able to, like you said, with this full-body squad, be able to bring those next guys in? 
So Mark um, is a player that I got to coach in my first season here, what, seven years ago at the club team level. Um, he was a cheeky young man uh, and, and remains that. But um, what, what I admire about Mark is um, his dedication, um, his communication and leadership skills. Uh, one thing we spoke a little bit about when he first arrived was obviously a little bit of lack of practice of playing at a higher level and the, the need for him to get up to a little bit of speed uh, as well as um, get used to putting your body on the line, um, which is not easy to do, right, when, when you've got um, school in your mind and obviously your work. Um, but to Mark's credit, uh, he has just taken everything on board and has run with it. And uh, I was super impressed with him um, against New Orleans. Um, and, and most importantly, I, I trust him. So so super happy, happy to have him. And I think there's more to come from Mark as well. Nick, great young player, uh, Tallahassee um, product. So so extra investment always in our local players. Um, we continue to, to communicate with Nick on the field, off the field. Um, we're encouraging Nick to, to go ahead and put extra practice in to continue to develop his game. Um, my uh, goal for him is for us to to continue to push him so he can reach new levels, um, and not only that are going to help him for the rest of this season, but I think as he goes into the next season of his collegiate career, um, it'd be really nice um, to see him push on. So so the door's open for Nick to, to continue to improve. Um, I think he needs to improve. Um, and he seems so far to be up for the challenge. So, so power to him. Well, good stuff, Coach. Going back to kind of the opponent, Southern States, and of course the first time you guys played, a wild opening sequence. They went right at you guys, and a couple of saves off the line. I think it was Zuri and Kevin both getting back and playing some swarm and defense. Is that something that's been a point of emphasis, or is that uh, something you're anticipating again? Because we saw it. They've been going after everyone like that. It's not the biggest secret in 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 football or soccer, right? I mean, we we actually are quite direct from our kickoffs. The idea is um, make the opponent defend immediately. So um, we we I wouldn't say we necessarily practice something like that. Again, I think it's a it's a mindset. Um, there's an element of luck that comes into it, right? The first bounce, the second bounce. Um, we, we're going to be prepared. It really it all boils down to desire. You know, those balls, like I mentioned with with the Mark situation, right? It's the player that's willing to put the body on the line. Uh, and thankfully, in in those moments, um, we've had the players that've been able to step up. Um, and, and sometimes you need lady luck on your side as well. Um, so we, we definitely understand that. Um, we just need to be be prepared um, five minutes before kickoff so that so that we know what's coming and the focus is already there. So anything open mic to you, anything that you want to kind of come across or communicate to the people, you know, the TSC family here that you don't already have a chance to do so. For me, uh, the coaches the players and, and our president Chris is the um, we can't express how much gratitude uh, we have towards the fans, the people that supported us. We've loved uh, every second of being out at the gene and playing in front of our crowd. And we, and we look forward to doing so. Um, we hope that you'll watch us from afar when, when we're on this gruesome road trip, 
we're just going to continue to to represent this town uh, as best we can. Um, it's also been so nice to see the players continue to bond off the field by doing various activities together and, and also participating in many community events and any organisations we can that will we'll go ahead and, and benefit um, our city. So um, I don't have anything more... Than that, um, just again, a thank you. And, and Andrew, I, I mentioned it on social media and also off air. You know, I, I got to watch some opponents in these last few weeks and I get to watch their streams and, and, and none of them, uh, in my humble opinion, I don't want to upset any other clubs, but none of them, in my humble opinion, um, come even close to, to, to what you and your team do for us on a weekly basis. So to wrap that all up, you know, we continue to get out there, fight um, and play and try our best, win, lose or draw for, for people like you, for organisations locally and for our fans. Um, this this is where we're at and this is this is why we're so honoured to, to represent this club. Yeah, absolutely. Well, happy to do so, coach, and glad that, you know, the continued support from the community because that's what it's all about, by the community, for the community here in Tallahassee. Obviously, very different situation than a lot of clubs and uh, they're buying in, Coach, and uh, they continue to reinvest. And cool to see the vision and the long term, not only from the start, but success here at the MPSL so far. Still a lot of work to be done, right? But cool to see those results being yielded here thus far. So thank you, Coach, for taking some time out of your busy schedule. And I know you got to get back at it. But uh, that's all we got. Coach Joel DeCastri, head man of the Tallahassee Soccer Club Battle Lions. Appreciate it, Coach. Thank you, Andrew. Enjoy your afternoon, mate. All right, and there you have it. The head man himself, head coach of the Tallahassee Soccer Club, your fearless leader here in 2023, head coach Joel DeCastri. Great interview with Coach, so thank you earlier this week, Coach, for taking some time and coming back with us. For the people at hand, we're just about finished. We're going to bring our boy Trenton Young in here back for the big close. Au revoir, be well, go Battle Lions. Make sure if you haven't, check out Tally SC Talk on social media. All updates coming to you here. Trent, say goodbye to the people. How about it, my man? We'll see you next time, folks. Thanks for tuning in. Yeah, take care. Thanks, Trent. Be well, big dog. We, we'll talk to you soon. TSC, go Battle Lions. This is your theme song. The podcast is over. 